Bartu, where are you? Oh, there you are. Well, if you come over here, you'll find a wonderful surprise. You'll have to plug into the central computer to hear what it is. That's right. No, it's not a phase vector. It's your... Welcome to Geek Fights. I'm Mike Ortiz. You thought I was kidding, didn't you, when I said last year that we were going to re-release our first holiday special every year, just like real holiday specials, play them over and over and over again until you were sick of them. Yep, we're doing it again. Now, last year, uh, we did a remix. We uh, improved the audio, added a few little bonus features, uh, nothing like you know, Greedo shooting first or, or, or Jabba or anything like that. Just a, a couple of tweaks. And uh, this year we're doing something a little different. We are presenting our first ever, and I believe the first ever, uh, podcast with an audio commentary. Uh, we're going to bring you the special. I'm going to uh, comment on it, give you some behind the scenes of what, uh, what we were doing, what we were thinking. Now, this is going to be a commentary on the remastered version from last year. Um, you're not going to be able to hear everything because obviously I'm going to be talking over it. But uh, you can go back and listen to the original, uh, the original, original one from uh, two years ago or the remastered version from a year ago. So we're going to do like we normally do on our commentaries. I'll give you a little countdown and you can unpause and play along. And uh, it will be playing in the background here as well. So uh, when I decide not to talk and let you listen to the show, uh, you'll be able to hear what was going on. Uh, the show was originally broadcast uh, two years ago uh, with Alan and Tess Craft and Kathy Lehman, along with Damon and I. So, uh, well, without further ado, let's uh, let's get to the commentary. And three, two, one. Unpause. Now this is the new intro that Alan had recorded. Hello, Geek Fights fans. This is your favorite Geek Fights panelist. Alan is everyone's panelist. favorite panelist. A long time ago, during the holiday season, I made my first Geek Fights appearance and was instantly. Now Alan uh, really wanted to uh, to represent this himself. He recorded all of this uh, intro stuff himself. And uh, put it together. I rapidly became Geek Fight's greatest and fastest rising star. Alan's a humble man. And now, in celebration of the holiday season, why not join me by the fire as I sip from my Colonel Thai? He really has a Colonel Thai flask. And enjoy the smooth and refreshing taste of country. I had never heard of Country Club malt liquor before, the uh, Alan. The various ghetto hoochies doing the butt clap by my Christmas tree. That's adorned with only the rarest Hallmark Star Trek. I have, I have a Hallmark Star Trek phaser and a and of course, uh, Klingon chip. Hi Fi is my debut performance on Geek Fights. Episode 28 Best Holiday Movie or Special Remastered. And don't forget, during this holiday season, every time you hear a bell, I punch a stripper in the face. 
Not just in the face. Sometimes he punches them in the gut or uh, in the ass. He actually likes that a lot. Now that's the intro. We're getting into the real meat of the show. Um, I'd forgotten that there was this kind of THX uh, moment uh, that really doesn't work that well without the THX visual. It sounds just like storms and flushing a toilet. That's the THX moment that everybody... That's when you recognize it's THX. Now, this is one of Jared's earliest intros. Uh, we only started doing the intro, the specific intros for the episodes in uh, in that Star Trek episode. Um, but he had uh, definitely... He had done some other ones before that. And uh, this is one of the early ones, uh, and a lot of these early ones were just regular audio clips where he would uh, splice together some regular audio and then drop in that little geek fights uh, sound bite. Uh, he would go on to do far, far more complex stuff, uh, but uh, this was a great intro, obviously from the Star Wars Holiday Special. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us this very special night? Well, tonight, uh, our, uh, our three kings, I guess two, one king and two queens, are Alan. That's right, and all the bitches That was the me. first time uh, any one of us had heard Alan on the show. You ain't fucking with my doggy baby. <laughs> I love that song. Uh, Tess Craft. Hey, no. how you doing? And Kathy Lehman. Happy holidays. So uh, what are we Tess and about Kathy had been on the show before. They're uh, they're friends of ours in well, in real battle. life. Uh, Alan uh, was just a listener. He was listening uh, to to Trekcast, and he heard Damon there, and kind of followed Damon over to this show. Yeah, And then he contacted us. They love the show. and wanted to be on. This was his first appearance. Well, as always, we have our NCAA tournament style. Now I use this intro. Basically, for the first year, and then uh, each each year we would rewrite our introductory script. Uh, put it to a vote. Some people have noticed that. Some people haven't. Use any argument you want, which is funnier, which is more holiday spirit. We still work off a script, although we tend to. Both of us improv a lot more these days. Well, geek logic, as always, can be explained by this message. Ah, the pre-record. The whole point of the pre-record originally was because I really hated saying the same thing over and over again. But then I started uh, varying it up because I wanted to give Damon a surprise when I put the show together. This one was the classic intro, though. I should bring it back. Intro, but Geek Fight's uh, Geek Logic sound bit. And that's Geek Logic. Now, we actually did that live, I would say, from this pre-recorded message, and there'd be a pause, and Damon would often say profanities and things like that. as much as I like bad Santa, I'll shoot my eye out, and I love that, so I'm going Christmas story. Mike? You know, I get to make a little confession here at the beginning of the episode. I have never seen You know, it's been two years, still have not seen a Christmas story. Oh, my God. It was actually on two nights ago. And, uh, and I, I still refuse to watch it. It's going to be on again. Uh, I am sending Scott Barkers after you. It's one of those movies where uh, that reaction from people when they hear I've never seen it is what makes I live me my life with Geek Spite. Uh, that, that's pretty much how, uh, how I roll. Like 24 hours. Yeah. 
That's too much, so fuck that, Bad Santa. <laughs> Vote for Bad Santa. All right, Alan. You know, I didn't see Bad Santa for a long time, and actually, only saw I saw it for the first time last year, and it, it was okay. But it, I, I was kind of for all the hype I was hearing. I was. Expecting I, I have always, I I kind of always sucked. kind of thought that Bad Santa would have been a little but bit more Christmas bad. Story, complete and total classic. You lo- I love it. And, and the other thing cool about the Christmas story, uh, Christmas story is it's modern. But you know, the whole um, shooting your eye out, wash your mouth, what's up, going blind, the fantasy that your teacher loves your paper and she hates it and then she ends up hating it in reality. It's, it's just a great, you know, instant classic and kind of weird because it's from the 80s. No, we didn't know so. what to expect with Christmas Alan. Story uh, for me. Like uh, we mentioned, we had not met him. Uh, I had and not spoken to him until you. we started recording. And uh, I had heard a little this bit about him. I think I may have heard uh, him on Trekcast. I was a Trekcast listener as well. I know he had done some interviews at that time. But it uh, does matter. It always yeah, who, who knew that from such and humble beginnings? Moves on, Mike, you're gonna have to talk about it again. And uh, Mike, this bite is yours. It is planes, trains, and automobiles versus Home Alone. Hmm. John Candy and Steve Martin. Now, I actually did watch planes, trains, and automobiles again, again uh, yeah, just recently uh, around Thanksgiving. Animobiles? What, what the yeah, I don't know what animobile, animobile was. I. Uh, <laughs> I was probably stoned when we were yeah, recording songs, this, so uh, uh, I misspoke a lot. Uh, for one thing, Macaulay Culkin's probably a junkie right now, so I have the kind of relating to the you know needle use. And uh, John Candy does turn into the devil when they're between the two, you know, eighteen wheelers uh, with Steve Martin. Uh, but I'm good because just because it's Christmas, I'm going to have to go with Satan and go with planes, trains. Well, you used to throw a lot of uh, a lot of love to Satan trains. early on. That uh, that yes. seems to have. Have, well, uh, uh, I, I hate to correct have fallen Alan, away. You know, I don't know. Uh, maybe he's lost his faith. Perhaps. Maybe we had something to do with that. I don't know. But um, I'm drunk. As much as as much awesome, awesome Christmas spirit. Yay! Uh, as much as I love Daniel Stern in just about anything, you gotta go with planes, trains, and automobiles because anyone who's and ever Damon actually uh, typically puts together holiday, the the lineup exactly on every show. I'm not sure why. Uh, why he chose Definitely this particular go lineup for this right. particular yeah, show. Um, Alan had wanted to be on, uh, and uh, I know we put him on just because we had the first, the first kind of availability. Uh, we initially used to just pull in our friends, and then nowadays it seems like we pull in more listeners. Uh, I know uh, we hadn't had Kathy and Tess on in a little while, and I think he wanted to have some uh, some women on the panel so that we kind of balance out the negativity that that I tend to bring, and uh, maybe he knew that Alan was going to bring a little bit of that too. Not negativity, but craziness. Fantasy of being left alone by your parents and being able to do whatever the fuck you want. So I'm going to go with Home Alone, but planes, trains, and automobile. PTA. Moving on. On to our next fight, Alan. Oh, I, I agree with that outcome. It is Eight Crazy Nights versus the Hebrew Hammer. Man, you know I really love Adam Sandler's humor. Yeah, to be honest here, um, I have not seen it, either you know, Hebrew Hammer like, or Eight Crazy Nights. But this is kind of it seems like it was kind of after he was trying to do his serious things and Eight Crazy Nights. Why it is kind of uh, you know a Hebrew thing. I got to throw a shout out to my good friend uh, Mr. Gary Goltz and also uh, ju- judo legend Jim Bregman. And give them the big thumbs up on the Hebrew Hammer because that that move that is a great movie. Uh, so right. Hebrew Hammer for me. Hebrew Hammer. I may have yes. seen Hebrew Hammer. Now that I think about it. I gotta go to R two D two on uh, this one because I have to admit I have not. We seen used to have used R two D two a lot. We've retired him. Uh, we may want to bring him films. back sometime soon. R two D two. It's been a while since we've heard from R two. 
A Crazy Nights is odd. Hebrew Hammer is even. Mike, what does R2-D2 have to say? Uh, R2-D2 votes for the Star Wars Holiday Special. (laughs) (laughs) uh, One of the other things. What does R2 vote for right now? Yeah, I would always have to hold uh, R2 up to the mic. Now, at this time... I, uh, I was I would wear a headset, so basically R2-D2 was right uh, by my mouth, so I could get it close enough to the microphone so that we can actually pick it up. I have only seen bits and pieces of each of these movies, but the Hebrew hammer looks One of the things that, that does strike me is, uh, is the audio quality. Um, even though on this remaster we've cleaned it up, at the time we recorded, Damon and I were using uh, just regular... Uh, USB headsets to record the show. Nowadays, we actually use real microphones, and uh, and uh, I even have a, a mixing board. Um, and uh, and you know, we're using not expensive, but still professional style equipment. I just wanted to make that joke. Okay. Uh, but at, at this time, we were using just USB uh, headsets, and it wasn't bad. Uh, but you know, we didn't know what we were doing at this point. We uh, we didn't want to spend a lot of money. Uh, but now, uh, now we sound so much better. Oh, that is a tough one, um, especially when you consider a Christmas Carol being such a broad number of interpretations. Now, I'm, I'm assuming that people have already Patrick heard the uh, the episode at this point. One. If not, Jim I'm just going to warn you: there's spoilers. Uh, and uh, I, I was, like I had mentioned, Scrooge, uh, the Bill Murray movie, is my favorite, and I was really, really championing it. I was really hoping that it would go the whole way here. Uh, for me, it was either that or or uh, Mr. Hanky the Christmas movie. It's my sense of humor a lot better. So I'm going with Scrooged. A vote for Scrooged. Kathy. Scrooged was on AMC last week uh, twice a night for three nights in a row. And I watched it about three and a half times and still love it. I just adore it. We have. Hilarious. Uh, in this episode, we had so talked about just kind of redoing this Scrooge. topic every year. Um, and and, and uh, initially, that was going to be the plan. Last year, I don't really know why we uh, we were we had talked about it, but I think we just sort of ran out of ideas. Not ran out of ideas, but ran out of, of time. Um, as I'm looking back at, uh, at the stuff that we were putting out, I just think we had too many uh, other ideas. Um, you know, we, we had Farscape that we did, we did Doctor Who, we planned on starting Best of the Year with Best Apocalypse, uh, since 2012 was supposedly the year of the Apocalypse. Uh, so yeah, we just had things that we wanted to do that weren't, uh, holiday special related. Uh, we're kind of coming off of a high after Nicholas Cage versus Kurt Russell, and we wanted to keep it a little muddy. DVD I own, I watch it every year. So instead we just re-released the holiday special uh, Even though with Bill Murray is stuff. probably a bigger jerk, he's infinitely likable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the end, I almost kind of vote that he stay a jerk, but he doesn't. It's, it's a holiday story, and uh, I'm still picking Scrooged. Goddamn uh, Alan, is it a clean sweep? You know, I have, I kind of secretly kind of dig all the, uh, the, the Christmas uh, movies and all the Christmas specials. And for my entire life, 
I have trying to find, or I have tried to find a, a Christmas. Uh, booze is kicking in. Hey. I've been, I've tried to you find know, alcohol a, tried, and drugs I and deep fights are, uh, are a grand mix. Carol, Many people uh, are intoxicated on our show. Uh, Damon always Carol wonders why is, people is, have is, to be you know, wasted Patrick's to be on our show. And I always say we don't have to be. We just and like to be. It's Scrooge. Scrooge is it's just great. Quite, just super classic Bill Murray, and you know you just love the guy. All right. Scrooged in a clean sweep. Yeah, I think early on we see that that Scrooge is going to be a favorite. It is how the Grinch Stole Christmas, the animated classic version, versus how the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Ron Howard, Jim Carrey version. Fuck Jim Carrey. Yeah, I never understood why that even made it on the list. Um, At this point, I think we had uh, gotten to the point where we we were building the the list by having the people on the show... Uh, actually submit I mean, uh, six ideas. And I think Damon put it on there just because he, he knew that we uh, would uh, we would have right, them go up against version. each other at some point. Um, I don't know if we were randomizing yet. How the Grinch stole at this point, I think Carrey we actually Ron were Howard trying to put things the, together exactly the same thing that, that were uh, a little, with, uh, that really made sense. Uh, the, uh, Charlie and the I'm not sure about that, though. This, this might have been random. It's weird how things that we that wind up next to each other wind up fighting in the Brackets uh, are put together randomly. We'll watch this holiday season and next holiday season and the one after that. So I'm going to go with how the Grinch stole Christmas. Mike? Yeah, there's no contest in this one. It's uh, it's the animated one. Yeah, there's not a lot of argument to be yeah, made for the new seeing, one. Uh, looking forward to the, for whatever bizarre reason, looking forward to the Jim Carrey version coming out in the theater, going and watching it. Um, besides that one kind of hot older chick with the weird looking face, uh, and of course, uh, Alan has to reference the chicks. Good thing I showed up drunk. At least he didn't call her a milk or a big uh, booty milk. Animated version and uh, Tess. Well, this could be our second clean sweep. <laughs> Woo! It's a clean sweep. Uh, the animated version of how the nice little uh, real Skype audio there. And we're on to our next fight. Uh, it's the. It's Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation versus Futurama Robot Santa Claus. That's the first Robot Santa Claus episode. Now, I, I, I really like the, right now, the uh, the Christmas, I think it's uh, the Gap is running these Christmas uh, ads that are reuniting the, uh, the cast of uh, the Vacation movies, at least it's up a couple of them. I'm kind of mad that Johnny Galecki... Uh, is too big now with Big Bang Theory to come back for these. This is a tough one. Um... And if if it really was just the the one episode, I I would probably go Christmas Vacation. I think it was the strongest. I still of the love Robot Santa. Sequels. But because Robot Santa Claus has spawned, Robot other Santa has great a pretty episodes, good showing in our uh, upcoming go that one. Christmas episode. All best right, Santa, Claus, Santa Claus. Best Santa. Even though it's just the Robot Santa Claus episode we're talking about. Alan, man, the Robot Santa Claus is so good, but Christmas Vacation is another one of those just great from beginning to end, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, oh. But it's like Mike saying, it's it's real tight, but yeah, Christmas Vacation. A vote for Christmas Vacation, Tess. Uh, this actually brings my my dirty little secret about the holidays It's out. not really a secret. Um, I do not like uh, Christmas. T- Tess uh, has... Has really kind of spread this Christmas. a lot. Actually, Same if you if Christmas you listen vacation. to our uh, our, our new holiday special, our, with everyone it's giving their Christmas greetings, Tess still is complaining about her family on Christmas. 
have your lunatic relative show up and you you know they they wrapped the cat and they put the the cat litter in the jello mold and they blew up your house with the chemical toilet wearing a dicky i just <laughs> no, like hearing I, test I, a dicky i gotta go on christmas vacation for sure uh, a vote for christmas vacation and kathy uh, I, I didn't like the Robot Santa Claus episodes of Futurama at all. Now here's where Kathy is completely I, I and totally wrong. I, we love Everybody Christmas. was wrong here. Oh, it should have been Robot Santa. I Robot Santa like is the epitome of Santa. Santa. <laughs> uh, and I know so many guys whose wives call them Sparky around Christmas time. Uh, I gotta say, Christmas vacation. All right, Christmas vacation. Moving yeah, see, on. this is the point where I'm like, this was, this was Rob, like Robot Santa. And I, I put Robot Santa on the list. I, I often do. Like I said, he is one of my also favorites. Also known as the Festivus episode versus the ref. Uh, as much as I, I do enjoy the ref, I have to vote for the Seinfeld episode. I have um, been trying to get us to do like a Seinfeld theme geek fights for a long so time. I actually I, do. Either a best Seinfeld episode, but what I really wanted to do was a best Seinfeld line or best Seinfeld quote or bit. And uh, I really wanted to do to, to do line or quote and have uh, a Festivus for the rest of us uh, would, would definitely be on there. Uh, Damon doesn't seem... I don't think Damon really likes Seinfeld. So, uh, And a lot of our listeners don't like Seinfeld, so I don't know if we're going to do it. I hope we will sometime in 2013 because I still think it would be a lot of fun. So if I, you know, if I hold Festivus, it's going on for years and never ending. So pole, strippers, can't pin me. It's Festivus all the way. A vote for Festivus. Test. And of course, when Alan thinks of a poll, he thinks of strippers. That is actually the only Seinfeld episode I have truly enjoyed. I don't understand However, the Seinfeld hate. I mean, I it is the most successful love, sitcom of all time. Of course, it did love, win Best Sitcom. Love, but uh, love, apparently, as as many so. things on our show, uh, it's quite the polarizing. For the ref. Kathy. Yes, Dennis Leary is a genius. He's insane, but he's a genius. The Ref is one of my favorite movies of all time. I saw it in the theater like five times. Who else saw it in the theater at all? I know I did. You know, I think I I might have actually seen it with Kathy. Uh, I'm not not positive about that. I think it was a brilliant thing for them to to come up with, but I I really hate all the people on Seinfeld. I don't get this. I do love Christmas, and I love crazy relatives at Christmas. So I love The Ref. You want mine? It's a vote for the ref, and we're all tied up, coming to me, and I'm sorry, ladies, I have to break your hearts, because it's festival. So, yeah, here's the the first instance on the show where we see the votes breaking down by gender lines. Uh, Maybe that is why Damon put two women on the show. Women uh, hate Seinfeld and they hate poop, I guess. Man, you know, th- this is actually not that hard. I love, you know, when you're a little kid and, uh, you know, on Channel 2, well, here in California, on Channel 2, the special, um, you know, introduction would go on, you know, special, you know, uh, thing. And back back in those days, you know, there was only like three three TV stations, it seems like. But um, Frosty Soda Man, although it's a good it's a good show, that claymation of those, is it Gunthy Runker? I can't remember who the guys are that did all those. Yeah, I, I really Gunthy don't know where uh, Alan got Gunthy Runker. Gunthy Runker is a real 
uh, real company. It is actually a, a direct marketing company that, uh, that does a lot of beauty products. <laughs> I really, I, why is Alan thinking of beauty products? Hmm. I, for, for fairly similar reasoning, I'm, I'm going to have to do a lot of, uh, with Alan on this of uh, infomercials, um, late at night infomercials. So maybe, maybe that name gets embedded in his head as, as he's as passed a, out a kid uh, on the, uh, on the country club in front of the TV and all the infomercials are playing. The the animated Frosty the Snowman, I remember sitting down and crying watching it. Thank you, Frosty. You know, like like little kids do when their parents don't explain it. So definitely got to go with Rudolph. A vote for Rudolph, Kathy. Who, when they were a kid, did not feel like they belonged on the island of misfit toys? Um, it just. <laughs> it just made you believe that you could do anything that you wanted uh, to. The classic child. I guess during a Christmas weird. episode, the remembering uh, your childhood stuff. That was the uh, New Year's one. I, uh, now here, I'm, I'm totally fucked up. I was wrong. I I, I always blend the two Rudolphs into one. I don't really know the difference. That was the New Year's one. Fermi wants to be a dentist. Wait, what was that? Okay. Am I thinking of the wrong one? No, it's, that was the Happy New Year. Was that the Happy New Year one? Yeah, I thought that was Rudolph's shiny New Year. Rudolph. No, 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 it was Rudolph. Yeah, the, the New Year one is when he had the, the little New Year baby. Yeah, Hermie. Yeah. That's when Rudolph went to the liquor store. Remember, <laughs> he had to get that. He had to get the twelve pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon, and he met that hooker. <laughs> oh no, Alex, that was your set of DTs last night. Well, that was last. Oh, that was last night. Oh. <laughs> All right, a vote for from Rudolph. the start. Uh, Alan, and, uh, Alan played yeah, the drunk, and it's not. Me. It's not entirely playing. We've hung out with Alan. Like He's not nearly as. As drunk as, as he on, appears, or at least he wasn't uh, when we hung Frosty out with him. Frosty does come back, and he goes away, and he's happy going to the North Pole. Or maybe he was drunk the whole time, Rudolph and we just couldn't is, tell the difference. It's fucking classic, so I gotta go with Rudolph. Uh, it's, is it a clean sweep, Mike? Yes, it is. It's Rudolph. Yeah, once again, I, I totally agree with this, on uh, to our next with fight. this one moving on. Yes, this one is yours. This is a very difficult one. It is Die Hard versus the Santa Claus. What made Damon uh, think this would be difficult? Uh, I, I'm going to take that as a vote for Die Hard. <laughs> yes, yes. I remember there was some uh, discussion early no, on about whether or not we gun. Die Hard uh, constituted oh, oh, a a Christmas movie, and uh, we all agreed that it did. Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> vote for Die Hard. You know what? I like Tim Allen as much as I love Die Hard. I'm pretty sure it's going to win, so I'm going to give a little bit of love to the Santa Claus. I still have not seen any of the Santa Claus movie movies. Because he accidentally kills Santa and has to take over the role of Santa. So, and he's from Detroit. And he is from Detroit, so I do have to go with the Santa Claus. Mike? Uh, you know, if the Santa Claus had um, John McClane killing Santa and becoming Santa Claus, that would have been awesome. But it did. You know, someone should make that movie. So, uh, Bruce Willis is pudging out a little bit. Kills a bunch of other people. All right, a vote for Die Hard. Alan. Man, I gotta. Mm, man. Yeah, you, Damon, you're totally right with Tim Allen. I mean, that's one of the few movies where Tim Allen's actually, you know, actually cool. And the rest of those Santa Claus. Other than Galaxy Quest, which but is Die awesome. Hard, I mean, even today, and much much I better swan, than I actually only the Santa realized Claus. That was a, uh, a Christmas movie a couple of years ago 
And uh, I went back and watched it. I'm like, man, this is a phenomenal movie. But Die Hard is a great movie. Uh, I, I, I really Santa think Claus, one of the problems when something effort, is so obviously the winner is we don't spend much time talking about it. But, uh, you know, Die Hard is such a great movie. Kathy, this fight is yours. It is Jingle All the Way with our man Arnold Schwarzenegger versus the Star Wars mm, Holiday this is tough. Special. I have never seen I, I quite like one Jingle of All the Way. I like a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, comedy. And I don't want to. <laughs> but uh, the Holiday Special, I actually, I don't, I don't, it, it borders on being unwatchable. Actually, has me as afraid to see it. As I am afraid to see a Although now, event. strangely, so I, I do like to at least tell people oh, that I celebrate Life Day. Special. Uh, I am going to go with Sinbad, Phil Hartman, and the man, the myth, the legend, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Lamination. I'm going jingle all the way. <laughs> Mike? You know, the Star Wars Holiday Special uh, did introduce us to Boba Fett. That is its uh, its great claim to fame, and I really, really do want to vote for it. But if Jingle All the Way wins, then the next round. No, I I very is often do vote based Bruce on Willis. Uh, creating interesting next like round votes. So the Schwarzenegger so I'll go versus Bruce Willis fight. Uh, you know the two Alan. classic action stars. Man. In retrospect, I actually wish I would have voted uh, for the Star Wars movie. Holiday Special. Um, I think it deserved to get talked about a little bit more, even though I don't remember it very well. Right it certainly has become. Uh, every chance I get to, to uh, a legendary stuff here and I'm going to pound some pads. Hold on. Uh, because the single greatest holiday movie of all time is the star Wars holiday special. I mean, Harvey <laughs> <RB> Corman. <laughs> all right. It's all tied up and coming oh, down to you. Ted. Oh, tied. Oh, it's tied at the moment. Oh no. It comes to Tess. Oh, come on, Tess. <laughs> As as much as I as I hate to uh, miss out on the opportunity to have, you know, Bruce Willis and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, Schwarzenegger uh, was, was very popular uh, on the, our show at this Wars point uh, because of our best a, a classification that um, best I Arnold Schwarzenegger quote, awesome which uh, it's so went bad, in a very, very strange direction with Damon. Good. Continually mispronouncing the lamentation of the women as lamination of the women, and uh, that that was that's kind of a, a landmark episode for us because that's when we realized that we we didn't have to necessarily take the topic seriously, and it was a strange topic. And uh, that's when when I think we shifted into let's let's say things that are just kind of weird and funny. Um, and let's let weird things happen, about, and, uh, and the show can actually be they much really, more entertaining. They really truly are about hope and belief, and Charlie Brown really hopes and believes, and so does a little girl in Miracle on 34th Street, and I kind of ha- uh, Miracle on 34th Street is a classic, but I have to go with Charlie Brown because it's a classic for my childhood, so I'm going Charlie Brown Christmas. Mike? And, of course, the childhood. Yeah, this, this is the childhood a, arguments this, coming this back again. Tough. Uh, I think Miracle on 34th Street is is more of a classic in many ways. I mean, and it's it's actually got Santa in it and, you know, the, the government acknowledging uh, that this guy is Santa. Um, and, you know, for me, I always knew he was Santa. But a Charlie Brown Christmas, it, it's Charlie Brown. And that meant a lot more to me 
and that sad, pathetic Even little tree. Even I'm reveling in childhood um, in this episode. You know, That's I just how powerful tree like that childhood once. and Christmas um, are linked. So I'm going to vote for Charlie Brown. A vote for Charlie Brown Christmas. Alan. Oh, man, you know, it's kind of funny how you, men- you mentioned the sad little tree. I actually went uh, a couple years ago and bought, like, a total crappy, small, artificial uh, Christmas tree. <laughs> now that I think about it, it was totally the Charlie Brown Christmas tree that I do hang my... Um, my Hallmark Star Trek ornaments off. Of as I year. look out my window, we actually but, uh, I actually have yeah, a small Christmas tree uh, in in my backyard. It's a, it's a great, it is a great. Um, it was a one of those ones that you just and, buy um, at uh, the you know I don't know if it was a department store, it might have been a, a plant store. Mm. It was probably yeah, about you know, hey, was the first you know one foot high. Special, uh, it came with uh, uh, some Christmas. ornaments on it, but it was a live tree in a pot. And after after Christmas, we planted it. In uh, in our backyard, that must have been like eight or nine years ago, and and you know it's it's about two feet tall now. I don't think it's intended to be very big, but uh, yeah, I actually have that same Christmas tree in the backyard. R two says one. One goes to Charlie Brown Christmas. Tess. Charlie, the only reason that I would not vote for Charlie Brown Christmas. Is if it were up against One of the interesting things about R two D two is I always have to resist the temptation Christmas to just lie uh, because I have the R two unit, uh, so I so can just. Be I mean, nobody knows what the actual number that comes up is. I actually have lied about R two in in one episode. Uh, and and it actually Charlie wound up Brown having Christmas, a pretty massive no uh, effect, uh, up, having a pretty significant outcome. Era, uh, the person who lost in round one on, on an R two uh, thing wound up uh, winning the episode. I'm not going to tell you which you one it is, but I just found that ironic that someone who actually lost the, the, the uh, wound up winning. Or writing your letter to Sam, any of those things, I know people people of our our generation and the one prior and the one after think about the Charlie Brown Christmas special. It is a great Christmas special. That, that takes it for me. I, I have no Charlie problem Brown. with it. Kathy, with is it, it a clean sweep? Obviously, it's a clean sweep. I'm, I'm really sad that these two had to go up against each other in the first round because I think they both deserve to go on. Um, and I'm thinking about I love Miracle on 34th Street. I mean, it starts on one of my favorite holidays. It starts on Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. I love the parade. I love everything leading up to Christmas. I yeah, love, Kathy's Christmas love know, is pretty significant. Uh, it always has been. It still is. I love that movie. Uh, she certainly about a Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, has, has the Christmas thinking. cheer. Brian also has a very similar Christmas cheer. I'm very bah humbug, and you hear that in this episode. Although I think that has more to do with... Uh, with my attitude uh, before and Christmas say, with shopping sweet. and bye dealing bye with driving and snow and, and yep, work. It's gone. But, uh, but as, as I record this now, uh, I'm done with work, I'm done with Christmas shopping, Christmas and have fully embraced the Christmas is, spirit as I do every year and the day or two before Christmas. Night. Which one do you have, Mike? Um, I uh, actually had sex while watching It's a Wonderful Life once, so I think I'm going to give it to that. <laughs> All right. Well, it is a wonderful life. Uh, Alan. You know, I, I had sex once watching Silent Night, uh, Deadly Night. You know, um, Silent Night, Deadly Night was uh, recently uh, you know, re-released uh, from Anchor Bay Entertainment. Yeah, 
uh, in a, a two-pack with Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, and it's kind of remake um, Silent Night, uh, also available from Anchor Bay Entertainment. So I am all for, uh, say, Silent Night, Deadly Night, I, it's horror, it's schlock, I am all, all over it. Anything but George Bailey and that stupid little bell with the angel, oh, look, an angel got it. No, I can't handle it. I want to change my vote. <laughs> I'm Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, fuck George Bailey and that dumb uh-huh. angel. A vote for Silent Night, Deadly Night. Two of them now. That's uh, right. Kathy. Well, you know where I'm going. I, I love Christmas. Christmas. I'm a sap. Uh, I love It's a Wonderful Life. It's also one of my favorite movies of all times. So I have like three Christmas movies that are my favorites. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. It's all tied up and coming down to me. And, uh... Sorry, horror fans. Um, It's a Wonderful Life is one of those things that I know in 20, 30, 40 years when my parents are gone, I'll watch it and remember fondly sitting down and watching that movie with them. So I can't can't get rid of something that is... You know, honestly, I don't don't quite like It's a Wonderful Life. life. Um, Did you just make it so that Unless I'm it's reading a my little, wrong. a little schmaltzy for my so taste. Charlie Brown Christmas is going um, up against it. It's but, a uh, but I did have sex that, uh, while watching uh, it once. So that, uh, that was enough. And, uh, uh, you know, to be honest, I don't know that I've actually seen Silent Night, Deadly Night. I'm not positive about that. Versus Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Alan, this one is yours. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians also pops up in our best Santa Alan passed out. He might have. We can yeah, so far the only person that's ever passed out during a geek fight is me. Oh, he loves that mute ad. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the yeah. people being uh, on mute and talking is such a common problem. Yeah, I, I uh, it's something that I, that I do a lot, too. Um, when I was using the the headset, it was actually much easier because the, the on the end of the microphone, the headset had a red light. So when I was on mute, uh, the light was lit up, so it was easy to tell. Now that I've switched over to a regular microphone, uh, I don't have a light to let me know. Uh, so, I just have a button, uh, but I can't. Claus I can never remember. And, and uh, if if every once in a while you hear this on a on a show, that's me tapping the microphone to see if if it's live before I start talking. Come up with try to stay in the game. Was Santa Claus conquers the Martians? And I would always watch it and always love it. Even when I watch it now, it's so shitty that it's just it's great. It's second only to. To uh, <laughs> Star Wars Holiday Special, so Santa Claus Conquers. I'd really like to see someone remake Martians, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians with some right, big Santa budget, some kick-ass special effects. Um, I a real uh, a real sci-fi Christmas Kool-Aid, movie. I, I think we need more of that. Kool-Aid. I love A Nightmare Before Christmas. You got you got to give props where, where it's due to Santa Claus Conquers the Martians because the you know ultra cheesy, intention almost intentionally bad like. It's not even a B film. It's like a Q film. Um, a Q film. I wonder what made her choose Q right I there, really, as opposed to I love any other numbers. Christmas. It's held up, and I, I don't even care if the music. Of course, when I think Q, I think Star I really Trek. Don't. A vote for Nightmare, Kathy. Uh, for my friend Betsy Joe, A Nightmare Before Christmas. I actually wanted to put all good things on this um, list. 
It's kind of funny. Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, if we had had three women on this because show, it would have structurally gotten all three it, it parallels because a Christmas Carol with a future past and present. It even has, opens with Picard like saying, "What day is it? What day is it?" Um, I used to watch it every year on Christmas so because it was the so closest to a Star Trek like. Christmas special. Uh, well, let's see. It's Danny Elfman and. Uh, uh, so I almost put it on here, but after its uh, crushing defeat just a few episodes so earlier in, in, in the best skull. Star Trek episode, uh, I just figured <laughs> people would think I was trying Christmas, to sneak it in, and I didn't want to see it get slaughtered again so, so quickly. This one is yours. It is Gremlins versus Santa Claus is coming to town, the claymation version. Uh, I actually just watched Santa Claus is coming to town uh, just the other day, and it didn't. You know, the Winter Warlock didn't hold up as well as I had hoped. Uh, I I loved. Now, if Ber- we if we Ber- were Meister, to uh, Meister, do this topic so, now, I probably uh, wouldn't vote just, differently in this round. It really it did it didn't it didn't hold up as well for me as some of the other kind of claymation Rankin Bass specials of that era. But Gremlins is still good every time. I even I even, I even know the Mogwai song. I See, I wish you would have sung the Mogwai right, song. For Gremlins, uh, nowadays, there's a lot more singing on you our show. Know, I enjoyed Gremlins when I saw it in the theater back in what was that, 1983. Um, but I, I didn't think it was a movie for the ages. Um, but Santa Claus is coming to town. I still think it's cute. Um, so I'm going to go with Santa Claus. I'll vote for Santa Claus. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, Mogwai. Fuck yeah, I love Gremlins. Going with Gremlins, Mike. Uh, I think Gremlins is far inferior to Gremlins Two. I think Santa Claus is coming to town is far inferior to A Year Without a Santa. Um, so I will vote for Santa Claus is coming to town. Just oh, I guess I was wrong. For some reason, I thought I voted for Gre- for Gremlins originally. Uh, nowadays, I would have more emphatically voted for Gunther Runker. Uh, for the Rankin Bass, I, I I hadn't seen it in quite a while. Uh, when this episode was recorded originally, I have now seen it uh, more recently and uh, and appreciate it a lot more. It's basically it's Santa Claus origin story. I mean, and uh, as a comic book fan, uh, I'm a fan of of the origin stories, the secret origin of Santa, Burger Meister, Meister Burger. I guess there's a drinking game where every time he says Burger Meister, Meister Burger, you take a drink of Jaeger. Meister. You know, I don't like Jägermeister. I haven't really been able to watch Family Guy except for the Star Wars specials since South Same Park thing happened to me. I actually Family was never a big fan before the, that, but the, once uh once once uh, Cartman came out saying it's not funny, so it's just really random weirdness, uh, and I, I kind of agree. So, so uh, I, I'm not a big Family know, Guy fan. I really liked Elf. Thought it was an adorable movie. So Elf, a vote for Elf. And I would love to vote for Kiss Saving Christmas, but I'm pretty sure at least two of the members of Kiss are Jewish, and uh, they're betraying their people. So I've got to go with Elf. Uh, just you know, uh, since since <laughs> Jesus was a Jew, uh, you know, I think they know. I, I, I kind of agree that I, I'm not a big Family Guy fan, and uh, I probably haven't even seen the Kiss Save Christmas. Still haven't. But uh, I'm going to vote for it anyway because Kiss is in it. And even if they are Jewish, they are 
capitalists. And let's face it, that's what Christmas really is all and about. And my cynicism <laughs> makes its debut the in the, uh, world, in the episode. <laughs> that, that Family Guy uh, Kiss Age Christmas is a great, uh, it, it's a really outstanding you know, Christmas episode. But the thing is, it's not an original Christmas episode. It's kind of riffing on, you know, crappy 70s, hey, we have to do a sitcom type of thing. They do it really good, but it is a parody. It's not It's not really original. Elf is, is an actually sincere, you know, kick-ass movie. Plus, um, you know, what's his name? Whatever the star's name is. Will I can't Ferrell. remember the guy's name for some reason right now. Will, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yeah. I mean, that guy came actually up starred, with... Actually uh, uh, starred Guffy Rinker. From, uh, Eastbound and Down. <laughs> and he... And he, he, he or Danny McBride. He came, he came up with Danny McBride and, and helped him out on uh, Foot Fist Way and all that stuff. So i got to give Will Ferrell a thumbs up. And I, I, you got to go with Elf. A vote for Elf. Kathy. I went. <laughs> but I didn't. Damon confuses oh, the women on our show an awful lot. Uh, Eddie Elf, what's your favorite color? Smiling. That's my favorite. Uh, God, I love Elf. Will Ferrell is so delightfully demented that yes you recognize he is what he is one of santa's elves but you also have to wonder if he might really be a delusional schizophrenic it's fantastic (laughs) (laughs) all right so vote for elf and elf is moving on and we're at our last fight of the first round well last fight of the first round i uh forgot how short our episodes were at this time versus the woodland critter christmas now this is a tough one south park versus south park this is the toughest fight on here, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I agree with myself in the past. Fantastic, hilarious episodes. Uh, I think, as much as I love them both, I'm going to have to go with Mr. Hanky. Um, it was first. This would be known as the Hornby Corollary, eventually. South Park was all about. But uh, the Mr. Hanky episode was at the beginning of the run. It was at like four or five episodes in. I do the, remember uh, not you know, not expecting that at all. That, uh, was it Kyle who believed in him? It was yeah. crazy. And then when that little turd came out of the toilet, it strangely is a nice message realized, too. This show is not really like other shows. <laughs> I, I don't know if I ever mentioned the you music know, in that episode. It was a great musical that episode. Moment, that realization of, oh my God, this is what South Park is going to be like, is something that uh, you can't recapture. And uh, that's when I first decided I like South Park. So I'm picking that one. All right, Mr. Hankey gets a vote. Alan. This is, I, like Mike saying, uh, this is the toughest, this is the toughest decision of the, um, of the whole show. Um, Man, Christmas is a satanic holiday. Uh, once again, Christmas, I'll pay you know, tribute to of, Satan. You know, they kind of had to come up with some shock at that point. I can't remember what season it was in. Um, it, I don't it remember what season, but there was a lot. Day. They had really pushed but, the boundaries so far by the time of the Woodland uh, you know, Critters okay, and, uh, and continued to do so with that episode. episode. Is that correct? If you like, yes. Okay, I am. I totally am. We actually all watched that episode together. At, at Kathy's house, like super cool. uh, because we, we used to get together on Wednesdays, uh, as we've mentioned before, Geek Night, drunk. we used to call totally it, because it was New Comic Book Jessica. Night. <laughs> and uh, at that point, uh, we were meeting up uh, at uh, Kathy's place. Uh, she lived in downtown Detroit. And uh, we would watch whatever was on. And uh, this particular Wednesday, it was that episode. You know, what I can say. Tess, holidays. Uh, actually, th- this one is 
one that I would abstain from a vote if I could. I, Mr. Hankey broke me of any enjoyment of South Park. I stopped being able to enjoy the show because of Mr. Hankey. I don't understand this at all. So well, I get this catalogical humor, but knock both these what's, what's wrong with a little poop? On 34th Street back uh, no. Uh, but but since I can't do that, I'm and of course the the Jeff. women, all right, the women uh, skip the poop. Hinky, even goes to the woodland critters. Mike, R two's getting a lot of uh, work this time. Yeah, making up for lost time. R two says three. R two oh. says three. Another vote for Mr. Hanky, Kathy. Damn it! I just hate Mr. Hanky. <laughs> that is like. I, I, I think girls just don't like the scatological humor quite as much as the boys do. Um, yeah, thank. But I really did not. Now like the Mr. interesting Hanky thing, and I do back, believe I, I call Kathy out on this later, is that but she is a huge Christmas? fan of oh Damon's poop stories. Yeah, okay. Uh, they always make her laugh. Uh, whenever we get together, if he's got a new go, poop story, oh he tells God. it. Uh, she was quite disappointed in his most recent poop story. Laugh my ass off until my sides hurt. And every time yeah, that, that was that was a lot of fun when we watched it. Of I just find it interesting that the ladies in the don't like poop, on, but they have no problem I with blood orgies so and abortions and yeah. uh, killing uh, yes, of animals. For those of you that don't remember, it's the episode that has the Kill really Satan. it has the really cute. You know, I guess Kathy would like Mr. Hanky if he came out of Damon's ass. What the savior is. But this big mean lion keeps killing them, and the, Kyle and the boys help kill the lion, and uh, you find out later that the, the savior was Satan during a, an awesome, awesome blood orgy, uh, where they're, they're, all the animals are fucking corpses and all kinds of things like that. It's, it's a glorious episode, but... Kill Satan! all nice and flowery! How can I vote against Mr. Hankey? I can't. Mr. Hankey getting another vote from me. Mr. Hankey moving on into the next round. And uh, we're at our break, so we'll be back after. You know, it's interesting. We didn't have unknowns at this point. I just hey, realized Christmas that. This party's getting a little too quiet. I think it's time we liven it up with my favorite Christmas gift, Mr. Microphone. Hey, now, I remember uh, when, when we first started doing the show, Damon just kind of randomly put in this. Uh, and, and you know this break and just said oh throw in something find a commercial from YouTube or something and that's what we did we just randomly found commercials sometimes if I, if they matched up to the topic it, we would do it but we mostly just wanted to use weird stuff and very early on I decided I wanted to use uh, this uh, Mr. Microphone commercial because uh, I remembered it uh, from, from when I was young and uh, we were doing a lot of 70s and even 50s and 60s commercials uh, all of the stuff on YouTube. And when I found the Mr. Microphone uh, commercial on YouTube, it was for an, another episode, an episode from a, a couple months earlier. And then I realized that I didn't, I never remembered it being a Christmas present commercial. So I'd actually been sitting on Mr. Microphone for quite a while uh, to use it for our Christmas episode. For those last two episodes, but we're coming back. I'm going to change the name, too. I'm changing the name to Geek Passion. What is your Geek Passion? Yeah, I remember Damon uh, didn't like using Geek Cred. Uh, well, and you know, and he, he tried it maybe a couple of times, yeah. but well, just you know, never really touched. Sci-fi in general. Sci-fi in general. Yeah, I was actually kind of pre- kind of prepped for uh, for Geek Cred, but, you know, it's the sci-fi. I don't really know why Damon okay. wanted to change it. Well, 
Now, of course, uh, it has stuck around, and it is called Jared Formby Trademark Geek Red. Yeah, I guess we got to change it back. All right. I confused you. What is your geek cred there, Alan? It was exactly the same thing. Damon just wanted to call it by something different. featured, me personally, featured as a villain in the comic or the comic book series Champions of Hell, kind of an independent independent comic series from Canada there. Some guys that are uh, fans of the band and all that nonsense. Um, but then also I consider myself as a, as kind of a weird specific type of a geek, kind of what I call the uh, the surface unapparent geek, you know, where you have uh, kind of an athlete, a competitive if guy. You, if you actually meet Alan, he is not a surface unapparent geek. He's a geek. You know, Star Trek and, you know, Doctor Who, you know, that type of thing, so... That's my kind and of you know, in this modern day, is there such a thing? That's fine. And Are we all not uh, surface unapparent geeks? But Kathy, have you? I have not. What is your geek right, Kathy? Now it's interesting. Oh, we skipped tests early on. I really liked Geek Boys. Uh, early on, we when people had been on before, uh, we weren't having them do geek cred until it was pointed out that uh, really any new listeners I'm would not know what they're like. Um, so, yeah, this has led us to have everybody do geek cre- geek cred um, so every week. Some of the darker comic books. Um, you love lost I love, causes. I love lost causes. I love loving things that other people don't love so much. Um, has always given Kathy a hard time about Farscape, that the, uh, and that's that that kind of follows all the way the into our step. best of Farscape uh, episode. That's, like you. <laughs> that's me. Oh, and I had a really geeky wedding. You did have a geeky wedding? She did have a geeky wedding. There were TARDISes. Farscape. Not TARDISes, Daleks. What am I thinking? Little remote controlled Daleks running around. What did you do with Farscape? Oh, and I, her husband uh, is also quite a geek. They met at the a sci-fi convention. Scapers, and I'm now I'm pretty much the head of Chicago Scapers. So, and I'm throwing a Farscape party at Capricorn too. I've been and to one of Kathy's uh, Farscape back, parties. Right? There were a lot no, of really jello shots. I'm just celebrating the greatness that was Farscape. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much there, Kathy. And we're jumping back into our second round, round number So here two. we go, round uh, two. God, this was a short episode. Um, you know, the whole first round was only 45 minutes. The whole episode in general is only uh, is only 90 minutes. Uh, that's about half of what a lot of our episodes do these days. You know, like good, solid Christmas, you know, movies, um, but not incredibly great. I will have to go with uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles for the simple fact um, John Candy as Satan, as I said before, and just the annoying factor, and they you know wake up in the bed and like, oh man, that's totally horrible. But you know, this was originally going to be best boy, Christmas uh, movie or special, but we decided to expand it, uh, obviously, uh, to uh, to uh, continue the war on Christmas uh, because Christmas is politically incorrect, but also because we wanted to include uh, some some other things like planes, trains, and automobiles. The glow of electric sex and the Hanukkah window, stuff, although it was mostly planes, trains, and automobiles. Eminently quotable lines and hysterical, oh my god, that's really what families are like at Christmas moments from a Christmas story. I Have you really gotten the impression that Tess really has some family issues when it comes to Christmas? Vote for a Christmas story, Kathy. Dig the hole with bows of among so many other things, a Christmas story. Going horribly racist there. 
Um, well, you know, it really I'm isn't Christmas without horrible racism. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Just wait till you hear Best Santa. It's the only Thanksgiving movie left on the list. So I'm going with planes, trains, and automobiles. That's right. They aren't trying to get home for Christmas. They're trying to get home for Thanksgiving. I'm going with planes, trains, and automobiles. Mike? There are a lot of other um, Thanksgiving movies, aren't there? Between two pillows? Those aren't pillows? Planes, trains, and automobiles. PTA, moving on. Sorry, Christmas story. On to our next bite. This made me very this happy. This one is yours, and this one should be pretty easy. It's the Hebrew Hammer versus Scrooge. Yeah, this one is very easy. Absolutely have to go with Scrooge for all of the, the reasons we've mentioned before. It you, You've got, you know, Elliot Loudermilk, and you've got... You've got, you got a New York doll in it. I mean, it just... It's so absolutely fantastic. And, and you've got uh, John Glover playing a very early non-Lionel Luther villain. And I do like the Hebrew Hammer, but I like Bobcat just a little bit more, so I'm going with Scrooge. Mike? Um, yeah, Scrooge. I don't think much more needs to be said. <laughs> Alan? Yeah. Hebrew, I love Hebrew Hammer. There's two clean so sweeps solid. for Scrooge. So no solid. wonder it so won. Scrooge for me also. Scrooge did a clean sweep. Moving on to the next round. On to our next fight. Kathy, this is yours. This is a hard one. How I still the say they should Christmas, do a, a, a sci-fi version of, uh, of A Christmas Carol. Uh, since uh, essentially it does use time different. travel. Uh, just like that uh, Next Generation episode. But you know, take the Star Trek out of it. I gotta say, the one that's been there since I was a little kid, I got I gotta go for that one. I gotta go for how the Grinch stole Christmas. A vote for the Grinch. You're a mean one, Mister Grinch, and I'm a mean one too. I'm voting for Christmas Vacation because I actually like it just a little bit more, even though I do enjoy how the Grinch stole Christmas. I'm going with Christmas Vacation, Mike. Uh, you know, I think I have to stick with the Grinch. Um, you know, again, I I love Christmas Vacation, but uh, the Grinch is is I actually don't you love know, Christmas, Christmas Vacation. vacation. That was actually the very first appearance of the iconic bell. That was not in the uh, the original version, and, uh, the uh, but that was put in the, uh, the Jim Carrey version, the uh, new version, the remastered version from last year uh, in post. Ron Howard version. It's a Ron Howard film. And, uh, you know, it's funny that uh, now we've brought that onto the show. Uh, we actually have a live bell for when Iconic is used. And in some episodes, it's used a lot uh, to, to the dismay of many people. In this fashion, uh, the animated uh, How the Grinch Sold Christmas um, was an incredible piece of art. Incredible voice acting, Boris Karloff, incredible animation, you know, the actual hand-drawn animation. Um and it's a and it's a great original story. Um, so it, the animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And Tess. You know, if you haven't listened to it, uh, as part of our, our 2012 really Christmas uh, celebration, we, we do have a couple of Chris reads. And even though Chris doesn't read uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, he does read Green Eggs and Ham. The animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas is that you have this kind of unique, never seen it before, and likely will never see it again kind of work that you had with Dr. Seuss. That it's so, it's so iconic. It's so unusual. There we go. 
it's you know there we actually uh, had a drinking game in mind where every time survived, someone used the word iconic you would take a drink every time someone used the word iconic correctly you would take two drinks the, the, the animated, there's a lot of times we just use it uh, when instead we mean popular or well known Christmas Vacation is running out of years where the jokes are still going to be funny and still going to be culturally relevant. But uh, the, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, even if you, you if it's 50 years too late for you to know who Boris Karloff, Karloff was... A, a good point by, uh, by Tess here. Um, I don't know it's, if it's a, uh, a subsequent generation so will really Grinch get Christmas Vacation the way those who saw it first vacation. run, whereas... I don't know anybody who saw The Grinch really uh, first run. I mean, it's, it's something that everybody has seen as a kid in <laughs> reruns, represented year after year as a holiday special, and much so, like this one will be. It's Festivus, or The Strike, versus Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And I like Festivus for the rest of us. I like the feats of strength. I like uh, airing grievances. I like all that stuff. But come on. how Really? Really? How can you vote against Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Honestly, it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'm going Rudolph. Uh, I love that. It, we vote uh, for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because... Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph. Uh, I'm voting for Festivus because I also find Tinsel distracting. Wow. Now, at this point, I kind of knew it was going to lose, but that, I... <laughs> I would like to air my grievances that uh, that yeah, Festivus and Seinfeld point, but, you know, uh, never get enough love on our show. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is of all the uh, of all the claymation. Um, it's not claymation, it's, technically. It's it's it is puppetry. Like, I'd say it's number they're, they're puppets. They're not. Um, so they're not molded, molding clay. They're actual puppets. You know, uh, it's stop motion. The actual, what, not claymation. That was uh, pioneered uh, yes. by Gunthy Renker. Um, I gotta go with Rankin Bass for the win on this one. Definitely Rudolph. Go Gunthy Runker. Uh, vote for <laughs> Rudolph and Kathy. Uh, I also have to go with Rudolph. I mean, that's... I think that's probably the first holiday special I can remember. And it's still perfect today. All Rudolph. right. Rudolph, moving on. Andre. In fact, I think I ended up with a Bumble Christmas ornament from Kathy at last year's Geek Christmas. <laughs> I think it did. <laughs> Shocking. On to our Hello. next fight. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. Uh, this one... It's going to be a really tough one. It's Die Hard versus the Star Wars Christmas special. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. This, this, uh, is, this is tough. This is kind of strangely tough. It's, uh, uh, it's a matter of do you vote for what, what's really the better, better movie. Put, something awesomely bad. But uh, Star Wars Holiday Special is so awesomely bad that Lucas refuses to release it. <laughs> Of course, and now that, uh, well, that it's, of I guess it's not owned there, so by we'll Disney, it's still owned by Fox. Vote for Die Hard. Alan. You know, it was actually surprisingly hard to find the Boba Fett scenes on YouTube. <laughs> now I would like to, uh, two years later, reverse my vote and vote for the Star Wars Holiday Special. I got to, uh, I got to disagree with Mike because this is a, this is a battle between a great movie, Bruce Willis. At it, it, my favorite Bruce Willis movie by far, a great movie. Yeah, it might be my favorite Bruce Willis an movie too. Even greater movie, Star Wars Holiday Special is the single greatest holiday movie of all time. 
Well, not according to this show. To let it be denied. Star Wars holiday special all the way. I mean, oh, and we have been discussing. Uh, at least Alan and I have been discussing doing a commentary on the Star Wars holiday special. I wish we would have thought of it earlier. We could, uh, we could have done it uh, in time for this year. I don't know if we'll save it for next year. If we'll just put it out, uh, just because uh, we're thinking it. And God knows if we're going to be around next year. We probably will be. the fact that it happens at Christmas. All right, a vote for Die Hard, Kathy. Um, I gotta say that Die Hard had some of the best music in a movie ever used with great effect. Was that Ode to Joy that they used? That was just so powerful and so much fun. I love Die Hard. Die Hard. A vote for Die Hard. And Alan, it's going down. It's going down hard. I'm voting for Die Hard as well. Uh, it's. Oh. Come on, run DMC at the beginning of the movie with the first rap Christmas song. I, I, oh, Christmas in Hollis. I love that yes, song. That song is a great song. Uh, and it's you know, we actually had talked about so doing best Christmas Hard, song uh, this year instead of best Santa. Maybe we'll do that next year. Alan, this one is yours. It is a Charlie Brown Christmas versus It's a Wonderful Life. I'm so demoralized right now. He's going to take his Star Wars bootleg and go home. Now I'm going to print off another one of my DVD player. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas. It's a wonderful life. It's like, uh, you know. Yeah, I agree with so this too. It's so and so, you know, unbelievable. It was... It, it, They're both pretty the syrupy and unbelievable, though, to tell you the truth. In true, it, truly, in their life, back in that, that era, was not how... Um, the people acted in, in It's a Wonderful Life. It's like that's how they wished people acted and conducted themselves. Completely unrealistic. Um, Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, again, like kind of on the level. I, think, I like uh, the, uh, the, uh, the story that Christmas a lot of people being, believe uh, It's a Wonderful Life to be um, and, uh, in public domain, that it was it's just, it's the copyright real, was improperly filed, but apparently that Christmas. is not the case. Uh, for but for Charlie so many Brown years, uh, people yes. believed it was, and that's yeah, one of the reasons why it got as much uh, airplay as it did because a lot of uh, stations I guess were, were broadcasting it illegally thinking that they didn't need to pay for it because it was public domain so it got heavy rotation it became uh, one of the holiday movies that was played over and over and over again because it was cheap and, uh, and it turns out that that was uh, violating the law I start crying then and I cry through the entire movie I am such a sap it's There's no question about Charlie it's Brown so not being public beautiful. domain, though. I love it. And what do you mean that's not the way that pe people? I wonder how long till Disney buys Charlie Brown. Disney They're buying everything else. Um, the teacher's husband uh, yelled at George. And, uh, George was a dick. And, you know, they were flawed people, and but they were good. I think my favorite part of it's, it's a Wonderful Life it. was the uh, Saturday Night Live sketch where Dana Carvey. <laughs> Uh, doing down, his absolutely go down, fantastic James Stewart impression uh, shows uh, shows kind of an alternate ending where they uh, they wind up beating you know the, the people get together and wind up beating the shit out of the guy in the wheelchair. I don't remember actually his name. Uh, it was a very funny link or a very funny clip. I might uh, put a link to it uh, in the show notes. To remember those nice moments, Charlie Brown is great, but I got to go with It's a Wonderful Life. And it's all tied up and coming down to you, Mike. Mike, don't screw this up. You know, uh, that movie sucks. Mike. Yes. I <laughs> wish there were a version of It's a Wonderful Life where he says, uh, you know, I wish I had never been born. And the angel 
shows up and says, "Okay, you were never been bo- you've never been born," and then it's over. So I'm voting for Charlie Brown. Fuck you, Mike. That was pretty harsh. Fuck you. I also wanted to see a story where uh, yeah, 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 he uh, he, he wishes to be uh, to have never been born, and the angel comes and shows him what his life would have or what everyone's life would have been like if he wasn't born. And it turns out everybody's life was much, much better. I actually wrote a short story about that, uh, where someone did that, found out that they actually, in almost every imaginable way, made the world a worse place. Um, Merry Christmas. That, that, that's a no-brainer for me. Um, like I said, I, I watched Santa Claus is Coming to Town and really didn't think it held up as well as the other ones. Uh, i got to go with Nightmare Before See, Christmas. I, I disagree. I think yeah. it, uh, it holds up uh, much better than I thought it would. Vote for Nightmare. Uh, much better than Rudolph. I always like the Santa um, or Santa specials more than the Rudolph specials. Santa Claus is Coming to, now, to Town is not my favorite claymation because, once again, it's not claymation. Betsy Joe. I have to say The Nightmare Before Christmas. No, I do absolutely love A Nightmare Before Christmas. That's one that I I kind of wish I did watch every year. I do love that song. I think that's The Year Without a Santa Claus. That's Santa Claus. Yeah. One of my favorites. Then fuck Santa Claus going to town. Nightmare Before Christmas gets a vote for me. Mike? Uh, Yeah, I I even liked The Nightmare Before Christmas when uh, they re-released it in 3D. They haven't really released it in a while. They released it uh, right before uh, we recorded this, and I thought it was going to be an annual thing. I thought that would be a lot of fun, but uh, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> when I was all drunk at Disneyland going down there in December, and they put up all that stupid Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, it didn't even match. It didn't even match. It didn't match the Haunted Mansion at all. And uh, Mariachi Mysterioso can kiss my ass, even though his his movie's going on. I'm voting for Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, nightmare moving on. Oh, nothing on. like a feudal gesture. <laughs> Next fight. Kathy, this one is yours. It is Elf versus Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. No Screw contest. Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. I'm going home. I don't understand. Elf. I You're don't understand why all of this hate for poop. It's a natural process, people. A natural process. If you didn't poop, you would explode and die. So it Poop like is Kyle taking the bad things of out of your body. Everybody else was like, that, "That's a good thing." Wrong with this kid till the end of the movie or the end of the episode where Mr. Hanky reveals himself. So I got to go with Mr. Hanky the Christmas poop. Mike, and, and before the rest of you guys vote, I just want to say two words: Zoe Deschanel. Okay, go on. Uh, yeah, that 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 doesn't help. I I really don't um, like that new girl show either. In the Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo episode, they had a fake commercial that had a baby eating poop. <laughs> now, nothing says Christmas more than a baby eating poop. And there was also a reference to, I wish Daddy was still alive. Vote for Mr. Hanky. Alan. Man, I- I'm going Mr. Yeah, Hanky the baby eating poop commercial was great. His shit-talking wife that you just want to knock Maybe I'll uh, put that at the end of this episode. <laughs> so I'm going Mr. Hanky. All right, and Tess. Oh, Alan I, seems to have a lot of issues with this Jessica woman. Um, I still despise Mr. Hanky. He ruined South Park for me. So I, uh, I really, I just, I just can't do it. I, I'm going for the feudal gesture. Going for a vote for Elf. That's all right. It's fine. But Mr. Hanky is moving on. On to our next fight. Uh, this first spot in the final four. 
It is planes, trains, and automobiles versus Scrooged, and um, I love Bill Murray. I, I used to like John Candy, but, you know, if he hadn't gotten too fat and died, I, you know, I, I might still like him, but I still, to this day, love Bill Murray. And uh, I've, I've got to go with Scrooged. And, yes, I do like Steve Martin, too, but I love Bill Murray more. Mike? Yeah, it is kind of some classic uh, heavy hitters, but uh, like I said, Scrooged, I watch every year. Um, I actually uh, it's, didn't it's watch Screws this year. And at the end when they're singing, I just uh, or last year. I, I, I switched uh, right, last Scrooge year. I, I switched over to uh, A Year Without a Santa Claus. I watched that instead. Uh, this year, I actually have not watched uh, a Christmas movie yet. Uh, for me, right now, it's a toss-up between Santa Claus Conquers the Martians and, uh, and the Star Wars Holiday Special. They're not really acting. It's Steve Martin. You watch the movie. It's Steve Martin just being Steve Martin, and it's John Candy just being John Candy. And they're great. They're great personalities. Why? That's why they're so famous. But in Scrooge, Bill Murray is actually playing a different character and a dynamic character. And plus, Scrooge although it is in many ways so the same character Bill Murray plays in most movies. You know, he's not fundamentally different from uh, the guy in Groundhog Day. No, has that boss. That makes some work on some ridiculous holiday. Maybe even a little bit of Venkman in there, although Venkman's not quite as evil. Other that I guess the movies where he has to learn a lesson, a he's uh, he plays dick. the same character. It has the 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 wants the happy ending. And both holiday Everybody movies. Everybody can relate hmm. to something in Scrooge, and it is uproariously funny while doing it. Over Scrooge, Kathy, is it a clean sweep? It is. I don't just love Yeah, this is just sweeping through. Murray, Karen Allen, Bobcat Goldthwait, Carol Kane, David Johansson. There are so many awesome people in that movie. I love it. Brian Doyle Murray. Scrooged into the final four. The other Murray brother that no one remembers. Wow, this is a fucked up one, too. How the Grinch Stole Christmas versus Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Wow. Um, you know, I don't actually remember what I voted in this one. No. This, this really I'm, is, I'm sitting is here tough. in suspense. I mean, this is classic versus classic. In God, you know, as I was looking at this a few seconds ago, my mind went Grinch because of uh, the, the Karloff thing. But then I just sort of realized, you know, I Rudolph was so... So definitive for that style of animation from Gunthy, whoever. Rankin, <laughs> Um From, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go with that. I mean, traditional animation is great, but God, there's something about them freaky ass little puppets that I love. Yeah, there is something uh, about right, those puppets. For Rudolph. I do like, I like, I do like yeah, them the, in general these more. Are just the top of the top of the top. A strange um, way their mouths work. The one thing that I really do dig I don't the mean most that in a dirty about, sense. about the, the Rankin, Rankin bass is whenever they're near water, it looks like <laughs> saran wrap. I don't know why. Rankin bass also um, did the uh, Mad was. Monster Party stuff. <laughs> it probably was. Um, and uh, the story's cool. Uh, you know, the, the claymation is really bitching. Uh, but, you know, Rudolph is just such a little bitch. Um, 
Yeah, Rudolph yeah, again is not my favorite of these. Too much talent, and it, it, car, I mean, you're without a Santa Claus probably is my favorite, and uh, and I do actually like. Um, the Santa Claus is coming to town a lot more than I than I did when this particular episode came out. I think today, though, I would vote Grinch. Um, something about it has just sort of grown on me a little bit more in the last two years. Well, Rankin Bass, don't let Ray Harryhausen hit you in the ass on the way out the door. I uh, gotta go with the nice Grinch. stop the motion Grinch reference. Is, it, it it doesn't get much better. All right, a vote for the Grinch, Kathy. Uh, my head's gonna explode. I just want to know um, why would Ray Harryhausen hit uh, uh, Rankin Bass the on the ass? Is oh. is it a sexual thing? Mm. I don't know. I gotta let somebody else make the tie-breaking decision. I'm going to have to go to with Rudolph. You're going to go with Rudolph and you're going to throw it at me. Yeah. You're going to throw my, my my aunt, who loved the Grinch, and the fact that whenever we went over to her house, we, we could watch the Grinch any time of year because she had it on tape, then she had it on DVD, now she has it on her computer. She's I wonder if she has it on Blu-ray yet. And she loves it, and she loves it to death. And it makes me love it, and it makes me appreciate it. And on her but computer, is it an illegal download? Is Rudolph Damon's grandmother a lawbreaker? I, you know, there's something about their dead little eyes. I, I, I really do <laughs> love that special. I love the Abominable Snowman. I love Cornelius. I love everybody. I actually bought the action figures. That's right. They had action figures, and I bought them. Because I do love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And my vote is going with Rudolph. And Rudolph is moving into the final four. Wow. My heart just shrunk three sizes, and we are moving on to our next fight. It's Die Hard versus Charlie Brown. Wow. What? Alan, this one is This yours. is a strange, uh, a strange matchup. Uh, dude, the demoralization just mounts and mounts and mounts. Uh, Close to the mic there. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, the, uh, the, the demoralization just mounts and mounts and mounts. Um, uh, on animation and artistic value, uh, it, Charlie Brown Christmas is less than How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You know, I'm having this uh, weird vision the Grinch, of, uh, the Grinch stole Christmas of Charlie Brown, you know, swinging into the room with Christmas a machine gun, yelling out, yippee ki motherfucker. is rocking forward, and he's, he is getting my vote on this one, so it's Die Hard. <laughs> the Maverick, John McCain? <laughs> oh, did I say John McCain? Yes. Uh, McLean. McLean. You lay gentlemen. off the hooch. <laughs> uh, Tess, where's your vote going? Um, as much as I, I, I love Bruce Willis, as, as much as I love the, the one-liners and the non-sequiturs and the notion of him Maybe they should cast Bruce Willis as uh, Charlie Christmas? Brown. No, I... They both got them Charlie bald heads. Brown, Just draw Brown a little squiggle on his forehead. is, um... One of the finest childhood memories I have of Christmas, and so I got to go with Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, Kathy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. I think I may have actually lost my virginity after seeing Die Hard. Oh, wow! <laughs> to John McCain, good thing. <laughs> John McCain. Oh, it was a great thing, and so I'm going to say Die Hard. Oh, Let's see, what year did oh, Die Hard die come hard. out? Uh, let's see. Um, I'm looking this up on the internet now. 1988. Kathy movie, lost her virginity. This is best holiday movie or special. And 
as much as I love Die Hard, and I know it does take place at Christmas, and I do consider it a Christmas movie, fuck all you people who don't believe it is, um, there's something about Charlie Brown and Snoopy and Linus and Lucy and all those fucking motherfuckers, and the black character Franklin dancing offbeat in the background. And uh, apparently it opened uh, in July of 1988, so uh, hey, summer of 88 you, it's is when uh, Kathy lost her virginity. Yeah, fuck you people. Um, this, this sucks. I don't want to have to pick. Uh, can I throw it to, I'm not going to throw it to R2. Grossed $137 million. At the, day, at the end of the day, I, I uh, enjoy... You will come back and bite you in the ass now, don't... <laughs> I, I, well, wait, which one did Tess vote for? Yeah, Geek Spite oh, uh, pops I up here quite a bit. Because I don't remember. I'm not telling. <laughs> uh, you know, at the end of the day... Um, you know, Damon's right. I, he I did like point out we use the phrase so at the more, end of the day an awful lot. It is a... A, a movie set during Christmas, but not really a Christmas movie. Flawless a logic on my part. Flawless. A different I absolutely correct. Adam coming home for any other reason. That That's not the heart of the movie. Whereas it is the heart of, of a Charlie Brown Christmas. Maybe I'll watch a Charlie Brown Charlie Christmas Brown. this year. Charlie Brown. Go for the sap. And we're on to our... This is again. McCain loses McCain again. Loses you are again. correct. The yeah. Maverick lost. Charlie game. Brown wouldn't have picked Sarah Palin. Wow. Look at me going all political. He would have picked Lucy. He would have picked Lucy. He would have picked Lucy. Uh, but uh, we are on to the la- for the last spot in the final round, or yeah, in the final four. Uh, Tess, this is yours. Uh, voting with your vagina. It is A Nightmare on Chris- uh, Before Christmas versus <laughs> Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. Oh, there's no vote on so this So is her one. vagina voting against uh, her butt? About not only my whole serious sadness about losing South Park because of Mr. Hankey. Uh, you have to go with the no, fact South Park was only a few Halloween episodes old at that point. If, if you lost it, it really you shouldn't have had that Christmas much of an impact. That's really about Halloween? Win, win, epic, epic win. All right, a vote for Nightmare. Kathy? I do also love Halloween. Wait, I love holidays. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Nightmare. This is true. She loves Nightmare. Arbor Day. Um, for your she loves Christmas President's Day. Betsy Joe. Betsy Joe. She yeah, often dresses up as, uh, as Space Lincoln uh, yes. for President's so, Day. A vote for Nightmare again. Both ladies voting with their vaginas and Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas. Because I, I have yet to meet a woman. To I don't really understand that uh, like vagina Nightmare Before Christmas, Before Christmas connection. Um, but have you met met one that does like Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo? Uh, <laughs> you seem to love my poo stories. So See, Damon I'm calls her out. Actually. I'm going to go Actually, I know Hanky plenty of women who like Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. Yours are so much better than Mr. Hanky. I think it's funny that, yeah, you've actually now heard many of Damon's poop stories. We actually considered doing a whole bonus episode of Damon poop stories. I still hate Jessica. I want to beat the crap out of her, so I'm sticking with Mr. Hanky and his crappy-ass wife that bitches too much. All right. Thank God for poops. Mr. Sounds like you want to get back together with her. <laughs> Baby, do you miss me? Are you there on the phone? Hello? Mr. Hanky moving on. And we are at our final four. We've got Scrooge versus Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and a Charlie Brown Christmas versus Mr. Hanky the That's Christmas. A pretty good, uh, That's a pretty, pretty good really final, uh, final four uh, there. Kathy, this fight is yours. It is Scrooge versus Rudolph the Red-Nosed Although Reindeer. Although this one's still obvious. Uh, Childhood versus adulthood. What would it be? 
usually okay. on this show, uh, I, Childhood I love Wins. I Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I love the songs. I love the claymation. It's Stop motion. It's not clay. And fun, They're puppets. Not clay. It's just the most perfectly wicked and wonderful story, and yet still has this redeeming, beautiful ending uh, that makes me cry. I... I have to go with Scrooged. I vote for Scrooged. And uh, you know what? I, I'm i going Scrooged, too. I'm not, I'm not even going to say anything because I'm pretty sure Mike is going to go Scrooged as well. Mike? Yep, Scrooged. I vote for Scrooged. Alan? You know what? I'm, I'm switching it up. I'm going to have to go with Rudolph the Red-Nosed uh, Reindeer. Wow, so we don't get a clean sweep for Scrooge. The, 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 how it just holds up time-wise. Uh, I think I can't remember the era. I think it was like sixty-eight, sixty-nine. Uh, well, I believe Scrooge oh, uh, will wow. be holding up um, yeah, so uh, goes, in, so in the decades to come. Scrooge is an excellent movie, an excellent holiday movie. But as far as Im- impacting um, people worldwide, uh, is as far as the holiday, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a part, and, and will continue to be a part of every kid's childhood. Where Scrooge is like, it's it's a good movie. You know, Scrooge uh, also came out in 1988, as, uh, much, of a pe- uh, much like part of, uh, people's lives. So, Red- Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. A vote for Rudolph and Tess. Well, not only does Scrooge have all those other amazing uh, characters, did, uh, November 23rd, 1988, the, budget of $32 the million, did $60 million at the box office. It's got Sean Forsyth with a golf ball and a mouse coming out of his head. I mean, you, you, you can't, you just can't do it better than that. All right, a vote for Scrooge. Scrooge is in the finals, and it's going to be going up against this fight. Uh, it's a Charlie Brown Christmas versus Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo. Alan, this is yours. <sighs> well, you know, my hatred for my ex-chick or my chick... Um, that's the only thing, the only reason I'm really voting for Mr. Hanky. I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's a great, it is a great show, multiple shows, but Charlie Brown Christmas, again, for the reasons I just stated for my futile attempt for sympathy for the, uh, the uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I'm going to have to go with Charlie Brown Christmas. All right, Charlie Brown Christmas. Tess? Still? Unless you 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 pulled out the Muppets Christmas episode know, at the I... absolute last second to go up against Charlie Brown Christmas, it's got to be Charlie Brown Christmas. All right, Charlie Brown Christmas, Kathy. Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas gets another vote, and uh, I would vote for Charlie Brown, but he, I'm gonna go Hanky because I do love uh, him. He loves me. I love you. Therefore, vicariously, he loves you, too. Something like that. I love Mr. Hanky. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas food. He loves me. I love you. Therefore, yeah, that's the song. Mike? Um, you know, I am going to vote for Mr. Hanky because I, I think Scrooge, as I've said before, is my favorite. And if Mr. Hanky moves on... That means that either Scrooge will win all this, or Kathy and Tess. Yeah, I will didn't have realize that it had lost at this point. I wasn't paying attention happy. to what other people were saying. <laughs> oh, spite! Gotta love it. But Charlie Brown Christmas is moving yeah, on. Yeah, I thought it had a chance. 
Yes. <laughs> there was no attempt to sway a vote. Versus a Charlie Brown Christmas. I was hoping yeah, somebody would join me in my spite. Yeah, that's me just covering for the fact that I wasn't paying attention to uh, what other people had answered. I was hoping somebody would join me in my spite. I was really glad nobody did. Uh, Over now, right? Uh, no. <laughs> we're, we're at our final fight. It's not. No, I mean yet. that Christmas poo is done with. Uh, yes, the Christmas. <laughs> And there was much rejoicing. Okay, okay, Dancing okay. in the streets. Tess, this yeah. fight is yours. It is Scrooge versus a Charlie Brown Christmas. And this brings up the, the point that Kathy made earlier. It's your childhood versus your adulthood. It's the warm, soft, fuzzy feelings about the holiday versus the the um, the we- wickedly, weirdly, fiendishly funny... <laughs> brilliantly executed in a film of your adulthood but really what I even though I watch Scrooge every year I get excited about watching Charlie Brown Christmas weren't you the one that said you hated Christmas yeah I'm glad I called Tess out here I love Charlie Brown yeah I think we just invalidated your hate you're a fake hater I still don't like Christmas (laughs) there's no question about that why you gotta not be a hater Deep down, you want you want to make a, an ugly Christmas tree beautiful. And, and Kathy, do you want to make an ugly Christmas tree beautiful? What's your vote? No, I want Scrooged. <laughs> a vote for Scrooged. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, I honestly can't vote for Charlie Brown Christmas because it's been probably 10 years since I've seen it. And Scrooged is not a movie of at least three of our adulthoods. Uh, Tess, this movie came out when we were like 10 or 11. That's, that's enough. That's childhood. And Kathy, you're not much older yeah, than Yeah, Damon us, would have so been 11 when this came out in 1988. It's not really a movie but for our adulthood. The adult me still appreciates it. The, the child in me is the one that likes the, the I, Rudolph and the Charlie Brown. The I adult see. in me really loves the Scrooge. I see what you're saying. And me, yeah, what she said. I'm, I'm going to put a little love in my heart. So the world can be a better place and vote for Scrooge. Mike? Yeah, I, I've, I've made uh, my thoughts pretty clear on this. Uh, Scrooge is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Um, and let's face it, if Charlie Brown wins, then that just sort of violates what Charlie Brown's all about. Him losing here is us pulling the football away. A absolutely so, brilliant observation on my part. We, yeah, he, he came uh, close, I'm amazed Charlie, at how you're, insightful you're I am in, in this baby. episode. Maybe next time. Uh, Alan, but if he, if Charlie Brown did did win, I mean, does he eventually grow up to be a junkie? <laughs> According to Mad TV. <laughs> it, it, See, that's it, the point. Charlie Brown never maybe. grows up. Much like some of the people on our show. always change your vote. You can always change your vote. You can sway Even someone with some well-constructed geek logic. I'm not. I'm not the final vote, though, right? Yes, you are. Man, I'm voting Charlie Brown. The reason why is, again, of of how many people's childhood it's been in, uh, and when I get nostalgic to go back and watch holiday movies, it's a part of the great 
the great uh, Christmas and you know. But you know, Alan's Alan's like attempt here is um, is useless. Scrooge does win. Your must see list for holiday movies has got to have the claymation movies. The only stop motion animation would be not claymation. Would be Charlie Brown, and then once you get through that must have list, list definitely number one would be Scrooge, but above that would be Charlie Brown Christmas. So, I have to go with Charlie Brown Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. But Yay! but. Scrooged has already won. And we yanked the football. Yes. Charlie Scrooged Brown is on the his best back. Scrooge was directed by Richard Donner, who also directed Superman the movie. And uh, instead of just recording it, we just released the same one over and over again with okay, a different gimmick. Hang on. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recount it. One, two, three for Scrooged. One, two for Charlie Brown. Yes, Scrooged still wins. Oh, you and your fucking man. It's a fucking travesty. The Star Wars Holiday Special wasn't in the final championship match. That's it. So many travesties. Uh, uh, Sam Kinison was apparently originally slated to play the part of the Ghost of Christmas Past. Next year we won't. We will instead of David Johansson. No, Scrooge is one. It can't come back. Uh, oh, during the broadcast yeah, oh, of A Christmas that's Carol, that's Scrooge, that's Buddy Hackett, tosses a coin to a boy so he can buy a Christmas goose. Oh, yeah. The shot is seen in the control room monitor shows the, the coin really falling in slow motion. So the Since win. the show is oh, yeah. being broadcast live, it could only be falling at normal oh, speed. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us. Does, have, does anyone have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Alan? Uh, let's see here. I will plug uh, some obscure things. Uh, first of all, you guys can see me in my incredibly great interviews on TrekCast, TrekCast.com. You can check out my interview with uh, Walter Koenig uh, and also a great uh, interview with John Billingsley, where I'm even drunker than I am right now, which is really cool. And uh, for all you fighters out there, if you guys ever want to train jiu-jitsu, go to uh, in Southern California. I'm at Sequence Jiu-Jitsu in Norco, California. Their website is bjjtraining.com. And for judo, I'm with Nori Bunasawa in Costa Mesa, California, and you can find him at uh, bunasawakai.com. And uh, and let's not forget about cool, refreshing Pabst Blue Ribbon, ladies and gentlemen, my <laughs> personal drink of choice. Uh, Pabst would uh, later be replaced by uh, Country Club for the most part, although uh, Alan does does still drink a lot of PBR. Uh, he actually sent me a Christmas present, and uh, yeah, there was a cardboard wrapping around it that was a PBR 12-pack. Box. Memorial Day weekend's not that far. No, it, it, it is that far. Uh, Kathy? Kathy? Well, tonight I've been drinking Jack Daniels and Diet Pepsi. Woo! <laughs> uh, let's see. Everybody Our drinks during our show. Capricorn. When is Capricorn? February. It's February. February. Okay. Capricorn.org. Um, I wonder how these uh, parties and, uh, and cons all went after this. Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bah, <laughs> hey, also, thanks for hey, uh, Damon. Thanks for the invitation to be on the show. Though. This is really cool. I've, I've been listening to the to the uh, to the show for a, for a, uh, quite a bit. Uh, so I know you guys haven't been on for a super long period of time, but uh, really a super big fan of the show and really happy for the invitation that she has to be on here and stuff. So. What, what and from you? such humble beginnings, uh, all of the all like of the people on the show would go on to Mania is gone. They're still around. And their awesome uh, podcast, Life After Trek, for all your DVD needs, check out DVDgeeks.tv. Also still around. And of course, Mr. Jared Fornby for the pimped out intros he creates. Uh, and you can read his blog on Star. Hey, at, we have so sorry, many more plugs now. Hey, it's uh, it's quite funny. Mike. 
You can find me uh, every week on the Zod Complex podcast. Zod Complex at is gone. Zodcomplex.com. Uh, you can find us of course, no on week the in web geek at, this at geekfights.net. You can email us at geekfights at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, just look for Geek Fights or become a fan on Facebook. Damon? Um, rate and review us on iTunes or Zoom. The Zoom Actually, I do wish you would rate and review us. We haven't gotten one in a while. We don't have a, uh, a review on the Zoom network, and we'd really like one. Even if you say we suck, that's fine. <laughs> and if you'd like to be on the panel, uh, just contact us. All it really takes is uh, the ability to speak. Uh, a phone. Yeah, we used to say Skype. You know, a tin can but now phones work. Anything. You can join the Legion of Geeks. Our upcoming battles are... What are our upcoming battles, Mike? Uh, we've got the uh, Marvel Showdown and the... Oh, and... Jump the Shark. <laughs> Worst Jump the Shark episode. Wow, we never did Jump the Shark. Two years. Jump the Shark and Babylon 5. Uh, and even if you don't celebrate the Christmas holiday, I hope you do have a safe and happy stuff. You know, happy couple days. <laughs> you know, if you, you know, stay off the roads because they're drunk assholes and just have fun. And, don't uh, drive near Alan. Don't drive. <laughs> Don't try I to gotta go to the liquor store and get some cigars. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, everybody. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night, and we will Good see night. you next year. Yeah, next year. Happy generic holidays. Yes, happy generic holidays. Happy New Year. Happy yeah. Festivus. Happy, happy Christmas Wanzica. Uh, no. And hail Satan. <laughs> Some little uh, additions by Alan there. This one, uh, this version was recorded by Annie Lennox and Al Green. Reached number nine on the Hot 100 in January 1989. All the way to number two on the U.S. Adult Contemporary chart. It is Annie Lennox's most successful singer outside of the Eurythmics. A little nod there to a little shop of horrors. Alan is actually down with ugly chicks, and he loves to be. Now, this was a fun gimmick in the theater. <laughs> Doesn't hold up as well here. Okay, I'll shoot you a link before I uh, stumble off drunk and to get some chicken wings. Excellent. <laughs> and scars. Don't forget the scars. In a porno movie. <laughs> You've got the internet. Hey.
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, it's what, a four and a half hour flight? Uh, I think we got time to get there. You're not going to work tomorrow, Damon. And that was our 2010 holiday special, uh, re-released as a remastered 2011 holiday special, presented to you again as our 2012 bonus commentary holiday special. Uh, what will we do for 2013? I have no idea. Uh, actually, I do have an idea. So we'll see you next year. So until next time, keep fighting the geek fight. Happy Life Day. See, kids, why the long faces? We're bored. There's nothing to do. Well, maybe this will help. That's right, kids. Now you can make your very own Mr. Hanky. Just use this special fecal fishing net and select your best Mr. Hanky. Then use the handcrafted Hanky stand to add whatever eyes, mouths, and hats you want. Mariachi, Mr. Hanky. Now it's a Mrs. Hanky. Let's put the fizz hat on him. I wish Daddy was still alive. Mr. Hanky playset comes with everything seen here. Hey, where's Mr. Hanky?